Why am I not? Super cool. I can't see Justin. Can you hear me? There we go. I have a new toy. New toy alert. I can do this. I can actually hear it for once too. Is it super loud? No, it's perfect. <laughs> it's like deafening on my end, so that's good. <laughs> What's your new toy? It's called Farago. It's made by the same company that makes Audio Hijack. Mm-hmm. Right. How's mm-hmm. it going? How was your weekend event? Or Friday oh, event? That feels like, a, <clears throat> feels like a long time ago. Yeah. It was good. It was nice. It was pretty chill. We didn't have a huge number of people. I think Laura counted 25 hmm. punters through, which was nice because I just had actually had some time to play. Nice. And yeah, kept fiddling with the stool concept and kind of just hung out mm-hmm. in a very clean workshop and had some nice mm. conversations with some locals and yeah, it was good. Last cool. thing to do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Something will turn into it. Something will happen out of that, I'm sure. Yeah, like a couple of people who were sort of, you know, we had conversations about furniture they wanted to commission, Mm -hmm. but most people were just coming in for a sticky beak, you know. They follow us on social media and just wanted to come and check out our workshop. What was that? Which is great. What did you say? Sticky beak? A sticky beak. That's a new one. Come (laughs) for a sticky beak. (laughs) What is that? Just have a look around. Okay, okay. I was thinking it might be food for a second. Like a... Oh, oh, I get it now. Stick your beat. Okay. I don't know if I even get it. An inquisitive person is the definition. Oh, that's good. The idioms from different different locations are amazing. (laughs) It's excellent when we just stumble across them. I was thinking I mishear you, and then I'm like, wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not in my language <laughs> dictionary. Um, but it was good. Cool. It's good. I'm looking forward to another one. It's yeah. weekend. Oh, it's oh, it's dip. like repeat. Yeah, with the three weekends in a row. Oh, for boy. the festival. Yeah. How are you going? Very good because we finally are making these reliably. Ta-da! Like Sick. 16 tries later. And some <laughs> better fixturing tools, like actually using like a talon rail, a like super aggressive little strip yeah. that holds raw stock. It's actually keeping it down. Right. It's keeping the stock. So what, what happened after, I think we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, it's going pretty well. And I'm watching it and I go back out there and Ricky's like, they're warping. And I'm like, like a four inch by 13 inch piece of stock that's five of these was warping yep. across the four inch side across on the, the old inch, on yeah, the wow. on the old setup. So, have you, have you have you been facing it? Well, so that was one task was to face and flip, but it, it yeah there was like six mil almost left on the bottom of a hat, and it was still warping like with these on top mm, of that. Wow. So it, yeah, yeah, long story, long, long, long process. I added the 
extra bit of machining on the router without having to take it off because we have it pretty like dialed into a certain location. I echo. But they've been running. We're doing shooting for a couple hundred, so it's working. Cool. Great. Which is happy making for everybody. We actually had somebody order just these off the website, which was kind of like out of nowhere, just waving these around. They're tool forks, ATC tool that we've been struggling to dial a process in for what up months it feels like and mm-hmm. we finally have this nice beefy like aluminum fixture i made on the mill that has vacuum flow through for op two and then the first stop is all mechanical fixturing but it, they're coming out per, like about as good as we could hope for like there's really nothing we could do to make them better yeah. i think at this point which is Great. And I, when we got the order for somebody who just ordered, I, I had them on as a product so you could add them as an extra to the pedestals. Yep. Like if you wanted some extras, nobody's done that. But out of nowhere, somebody ordered, I think six. And I kind of had a moment on Terry, like, oh my God, what? Like what? <laughs> We're having so much problem. At that point, I hadn't figured, we hadn't nailed it yet. And, and I was like, oh man, we're either going to have to like refund that or just like tell them it's going to be a little bit still. And then I was like, wait, that's good money. Like we could, we, I, you know, that day I had told Ricky, like we could potentially sell these as a separate item someday. We got to make sure this process works, <laughs> not just to get through these pedestal orders. And that night I'm like cooking dinner and I'm like, oh, somebody ordered them. Great. Great. <laughs> that's serendipity. Awesome. Yeah, I, I came across some in our tool cabinet the other day. I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a tool fork. Look at that. Well, wouldn't you look at that? I picked it up and had a look at it. It's like, I don't know what Justin's complaining about. These are easy. No. <laughs> I was like looking at the features in it. And this one is definitely injection molded. I don't know really? what the material is. And it's really? like a two-part injection mold. It's got like inbuilt aluminium lugs in it where you bolt it. Onto a yeah, machine, yeah. like kind of index lugs. It's quite an ugly part. Like it, the surface finish is terrible, and like injection molding quality is terrible. But I was interested to see that. Yeah, I didn't realize uh, it feels it feels like nylon, something like maybe HDPE. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, cool, man. I'm yeah, glad I'm sure you're making progress. I'm sure there's better other ways to do it. When you got a hammer, you yeah. make them with your hammer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you're that's dialed in for now. Where are you at with the aluminium components? I'm moving through pretty good. We're about ready to ship the last couple testers. Cool. um, Maybe in the next week or so. Hopefully, I was hoping the end of this week. We're getting close. I'm working on there's like one more part that I need to like fix some details and then we're kind of at the phase of just running parts now which is cool i thought we had run out of riser stock which is that like thing with the hole in the middle of it and i was like i thought i ordered a lot of this but you know we'd run some they'd been tested and we kept having like different aspects and ricky had put away a bunch counted a bunch of it and i went to go like start to order more and then i just happened to ask ricky i was like you don't know of any more aluminum stock for the risers right and he was like just these couple places and he showed me in like our little kitchen cabinet area there's some parts near that underneath it and he opens up the cabinet and it's like 
60 pieces of aluminum shoved into this kitchen cabinet and i was like this is like weird not critical but it's like this is weird machine shop hoarding like but we just have like a lot of aluminum in this little cabinet and i was like oh good that was that was a, almost a costly reorder <laughs> he stashed them in there you he, he did no I, i'm glad Maybe. it wasn't me that uh, that would have forgotten it and then reordered it yeah that's funny yeah. So yeah, it's gone cool. all right. Otherwise, we we had both machines humming pretty good yesterday, and we've been printing up a storm of. We have a new potential version of the dust boot coming that we've been printing parts for. So, great. How's yeah. the bamboo going? Really great. It has quirks every once in a while, mostly related to how rolls fit in the AMS. It's pretty fussy about uh, yeah. size, width, problems of the rolls. And even with the same manufacturer, uh-huh. sometimes of, of a filament, you'll get something that doesn't fit quite right in there. Oh. So that's that's its biggest problem we've had. Does it want you to buy, buy proprietary stuff or it's just a bit limited? It doesn't actually fuss at you too much. What you don't get is like any intelligence to what the role is those like bamboos version roles have rfid tags on them and so it uh, okay. automatically yeah. senses which one's which and it's Ooh. it's really cool in that sense and i think it even shows cool. how much is yeah. left on that role so like there's Impressive. definitely some perks and i i can't imagine they're gonna roll some of that out to you just kind of get like generic petg and then you pick a color yeah. which I mean, honestly, that's been amazing, too. So we've had a couple of problems, but it's been very minor, like, and all around PETG, which has its own quirks, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the boot is, isn't it? Yeah. Pitchy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Which, that has had so little problems. We started to get a little bit of, I guess you'd say, just like build up on the nozzle a little bit, and then it deposits into the part if you're not. Yeah. I don't even know if careful is the right word, but I tweaked a couple settings and got rid of that too. So it's been, we printed like four the other day with like no issue. And it used to be like mm. pretty real. Like we just would, we, it was a crapshoot. We never really knew. Mm. Fantastic. While, while we're on this topic, we have a uh, breaking news. <laughs> There's now a. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a uh, Prusa just announced their four MKS four, okay. which is I didn't get a lot of chance to look at it, but I saw that I made a post about it. Curious Ooh. to see what MK four. Oh oh, That'd be interesting because I feel like on. they're playing catch up. Oh yeah, definitely. The Bomb Johns talked about that, about how I think Saunders got a bamboo. And yeah, um, I saw him post after that, like a story of like, this thing is amazing. And I was like, I've been waiting for one of them to get one because like they kept talking about it. And I was like, just wait till they try this out. They're going to be shocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, John, Saunders was talking about how like, you know, they had been waiting on the the new core whatever Excel version that Prusa was going to bring out. And it's been really delayed. And like in the time that they brought out the, they 
started the sales for the Core XL and then Bamboo announced their X1, it like basically made the Core XL kind of obsolete in a certain sense. Like yeah, it is so yeah. far behind in terms of like te- technological, like let's just say intelligence of, you know, layer analysis. And I mean, the other day the Bamboo, it dropped off like a piece got it kind of like deposit stuff down what we call the poop chute in the back which (laughs) most people call it that and it hung on instead and brought it to the center and dropped it into the center of the table and it was just heating up the bed to go to go print the next thing and i hadn't we don't pay attention to it we just push print and walk away usually and it had a warning and it said like there's something in the middle of the bed like there's a bulge or something Siren body. And it just had like this like couple gram tornado of filament just sitting in the middle of the bed. I picked it up, push resume, fine. (laughs) Wild, man. So good. So good. Speaking of desktop machines, I really enjoyed the interview with Bree Pettis. Ah, I haven't listened to that yet. Bantam Tools. On yeah. the Within Tolerance podcast. I listened to it twice, in fact. I enjoyed it that much. Again, yesterday, driving out to the photo shoot in Ballarat, which is an hour and a half away. Listen to it again. It's great. Great one. Recommend. We'll link. Yeah, yeah. I guess we... Yeah. I always cool. enjoyed Bree's podcast when it was out. What was it called? I didn't know he had one. Yeah. He had one with, a, with Winston Moy... And another guy for a while. They only did two seasons of it. Oh, really? I'm blanking on the name, but it's, yeah, it's really good. It's really great little series of interviews with other people. I didn't realize that. I thought the one that I know of with Winston is the DXM, maybe? DXF? Yeah, I know that. Yep. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Huh. I didn't know about that. I'll dig up the name. Progress. Unfig progress. Minimal. I just haven't had a great deal of time for it, but I did do a pretty solid, one pretty solid day on it this week. Is that a product? Um, What what? is the config progress? Is that the the thing, the vector works thing? (laughs) Vector... What? I thought you'd written this note. I'd forgotten that I wrote this down. That's why I just launched into it. <laughs> no, I think you did. It says, give me some meat. Give me some meat. I see. I that makes more sense now. Means. What did I write? Oh, no, okay. It's all coming back to me. Yes, I did get one solid day on the Kitter Parts configurator. Aha. Sweet. Ta-da. Context. <laughs> and most of that time was spent just reading the documentation. I actually read the instructions. I was a good boy and sat down and read all the instructions before I did anything. I got quite bored towards the end and started getting getting distracted. But it turns out the workflow <laughs> looks like the workflow of getting models onto the platform is going to rely on Blender. Ah. Because it needs this GLTF.2.0 file format, which Rhino can kind of do, but was just, I was just getting errors out of Rhino. So I downloaded Blender again and remembered like how overwhelming it is as an interface when you don't know how to use it. (laughs) So overwhelming. So I was like, Josh, help. Can you model some simple 
kilo parts converters for me. But in the meantime, I just, uh, you know, dragged a few cylinders and cubes around and exported them in this format and got them up on the platform. I was like, right, I've got files in there. I can see, I can drag things around a little bit. Hmm. Now I need to work out like the structure of, because they've got different like build structures within the platform. There's like a sort of linear, you know, if you're doing the classic couch sofa, which every configurator seems to be based on, Mm-hmm. It's like a linear build structure for doing couches. And then there's a grid <laughs> structure plugins. and a like couch plugin and a sort of free form drag and drop. So I need to work out which of those is going to be most appropriate and keep playing. But it was good to just get my head into a meaty project, to be honest. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've got weeks of work ahead of me on this. And here I am sitting down, starting on something and learning something new. And that was a really satisfying. Yeah, enjoyable thing to get started on. I've I've opened up Blender a handful of times in the last couple of years. Like a mm. couple a week or two ago, actually, was the last time. And I had the same reaction. It's just like this is so overwhelming. Like, and then I'll get into some little tiny tool set. Like I was playing with trying to smooth a mesh and like change. It's almost like. The thing I can correlate it to, it's like in Photoshop when you do the dodge and burn tool where you like hi- make yeah. a highlight or a low light different, yep. but it like does that to meshes, which is just wild. And like mm-hmm. you can raise or push or smooth or all these different things that I was terrible at, but um, I didn't really get accomplished what I went to do in it. And I just, <laughs> uh, I, it looks cool. looks really powerful. Yeah, it seems like an amazing package. I'd love to have, you know, six months left to become semi-decent at it. A blender artist. Blender donut. I wanted to make that donut. It's cool. Well, at least you're making progress. I mean, if I had... Can Josh just do this for you? If he's good with blender already? but... But then I'd be crying in my cubby even more because oh, I didn't have anything yeah. fun to do. I see. Yeah. Leave me my donuts, please. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Leave it to you. Yes, Josh could probably do it, but I like architecting this stuff. Mm-hmm. Fun bit. How's your photo shoot? Really good. good. Thanks. That was great. Yeah, Jay found this amazing location in a neighboring regional city of Ballarat. And it was just this, it was like a wedding venue basically, but it was just this huge old industrial room filled with plants. And we had it to ourselves for the whole day. And Jay brought in lots of cool props and handled all the styling of stuff. And we shot, I don't know, 1,200 photos or something. (laughs) And yeah, it'll just be a really good night resource for the coming sort of months. Yeah. In terms of product releases and website updates and email newsletters and just, yeah, social media, obviously. Um, yeah, just shot lots of content. Probably didn't shoot as much video as I would have liked because the light wasn't amazing. Like I was re- relying pretty heavily on my studio flashes yeah. to illuminate because there was a dull, rainy day, so there wasn't much sunlight. But, you know, every time the sun sort of s- snuck out behind a cloud, I was like, oh, quick, change the settings. 
Get, get those shots with the sun. Because it was streaming through beautifully into this space. But no, the shoot was really good. It's a good day. A long day. Pretty tiring. Yeah, doing that. I was pretty wrecked. It brings so night, much but, um, stuff. All the photo yeah. things, the props, the at least should help, I suppose. I feel like I've done those things often where it's just like me and way more than a carload should have. And then yeah. <laughs> lugging it all and doing the photos and yeah, and you got to build like it I'm really all hot typically in those situations yeah. too. It's like always too warm, and I'm like sweating a lot <laughs> for some reason. But yeah, we'll try and do more of that as we progress this year. Like we'd love to do a more domestic one, like hire an Airbnb for a day, hmm. find a really nice house that sort of would you know accommodate our furniture nicely and those houses tend to have nice props and objects in them already so it'd be you know we could just roll in there set up our furniture and shoot it yeah get some really nice sort of domestic settings in a day comfortably i reckon so that might be the next one yeah as we we redistribute our marketing budget there's some fun opportunities on the horizon definitely you might find some success. It does seem like there's a lot of them in Melbourne anyway. The yeah. thing we found when we were going to photograph the knack wall was this website called Peer Space. And it's like somewhere between Airbnb and studio rental. So it's kind of set up yeah, for right. that. And you can find things that you're looking for. Like I see one option is a house or a daylight studio. Cool. Interesting. Could you pop that link in, please? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. No, oh, there you gosh. go. There's a <laughs> real, real sexy <laughs> link for you. Let's just leave that in the show notes just yeah. like that. What? They have GPS coordinates. <laughs> it looks like yes. it is. <laughs> I think they are. It's straight to Jim's house. What? No. It's what every URL needs. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we got. Oh. I forget. Somebody that worked here had found a couple different of those sites. And I, I remember that one off the top of my head being pretty useful. But yeah, it was good. I mean, you can, I wouldn't say negotiate, but like we were kind of like going back and forth about like what we needed to do in this, to hang up the knack wall was a little bit odd and that we basically had to damage somebody's <laughs> wall. So there was always a back and forth about like, We'll pay you to fix that, but like, how does that work? Do we agree ahead of time? Like, do you fix it? Then bill us. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Do you hear that crazy noise? Yeah, that's cool noise. It's facing over the op two forks, so I think it goes between solid, open, what, solid, open. What? cool noise with what tool that's a sheer hog it's like a two fluid beefy boy that insert insert cutter yeah yeah this is the first major tool that i ever purchased back when i was in the garage it was felt so expensive to me this was like 250 bucks saunders told you to probably no i don't know i remember him talking about them but i think i needed to cut like nine of these giant panels and it felt like the smart thing to do to be able to cut more faster i guess like roughing wise well 
so well, faster. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about other than like set it and set it and go, and hopefully it doesn't bury itself. And yeah. What's new in software corner? Go. Software corner. Oh, oh, grasshopper. Oh. I uh, I can't tell how incredibly loud that is. Can you hear me over that table saw? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it sounds loud from here. I did like a very minimal version of this thing we we had chatted about for quite a while, which was, oh, there should be a pretty easy way to like create a quoting grasshopper rhino file where you could just like, in my case, I had it select an object, which was a 3D object. And then select surfaces that are 3D in a separate se- se- segment of it. And then I can set like step over feed rate, a factor of how that's affected. And then it can give me removal volume. It gives me mm. just, I mean, these are like the most cool. basic like division and, and, and multiplication after you find those things. And so it, it gave me very simple answers so like i did a, a contour cut of the yeah. surface at that step over and so it's like very basic in terms of like it's not giving me really much else than like lengths of cutting you know lines of cutting and which is pretty, that's yeah pretty useful actually like considering this part is the size of our bed cnc bed router bed so it, oh wow! Yeah. It gives me some concept of like how much time would this take? Because in this case, I'd probably do a little bit of, you know, adaptive removal, so I can theoretically throw some removal rate at the beginning part, the volume calculation, and then I can know how long the surfacing might take potentially. Mm. But it's a lot That's easier cool. than setting up a setup in Fusion. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to quote a. Some little 3D machined aluminium parts the other day, actually. And I put the, threw the part in Rhino first and kind of worked out what the stock size was and like overlaid some just geometry and like what I thought the step over was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. So then I jumped into Fusion and applied, you know, a 3D adaptive and a parallel, you know, finishing just some basic finishing tool paths and then jumped into simulation and the statistics tab in the simulation infusion gives you a total length. Yep. Like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that kind of matches what I was starting to roughly calculate in Rhino Mm -hmm. and it wasn't quite right and I didn't want to spend the time like finessing the tool path to be more (laughs) accurate. That's free work. So I kind of just... Yeah, I just kind of denied and like ended up kind of sort of just coming up with an average based on the two numbers, basically, of like what I thought roughly the runtime was going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's cool to check that out. I see you've sent me a little thing. I can send you the grasshopper. That's cool. I tried uh, to get a little more specific with idea. labeling it for myself for the future so that I can actually try to use <laughs> it again. Because I feel like when I open up a grasshopper file, the next time I'm like, what is this disaster? What? <laughs> what is this jumble of nonsense? Yeah, it's so much goes on in that room. <laughs> I had a thought on software for Software Corner. A fr- photographer 
uh, someone I know on Instagram, sort of through the architectural photography scene here in Melbourne. You know, a really, really talented photographer. You know, very well respected in his field. He's having a great time at the moment, just creating images in Mid Journey. <laughs> and that's all he's posting. <laughs> and they're incredible images, mm-hmm. like phenomenal and creepy and weird. And they've got all the weird, like uncanny valley stuff going on with like groups of yeah. humans and disembodied forms and stuff. But just seeing some of the stuff that's coming out of Mid Journey, I think it's version five that's just come out in beta or something, particularly some of the human sort of portrait photography. Let's call it mm-hmm. photography for want of a better word. I Yeah, look, I'm glad I'm not a professional renderer right now or, you know, as someone who takes photos as part of their profession, I wonder what the future of photography is going to look like too. Like, because these tools are becoming pretty, like they're developing so fast. Yeah. And like a friend, a friend sent me an image yesterday where he'd, prompted mid-journey to create this desk scene but he'd also given it like given it like an internet a url to reference the design of the desk that he wanted in the scene mm-hmm. so I feel, I feel like we're not far off like me as someone who has to produce images for my business being able to go hey i want this scene can you use this kit of parts shelf configuration from this website or this 3d model here's the model give me the scene second later well while you were Where saying that i just realized that we are if we haven't been sent one already we are it's imminent that one of us gets an rfq that's an ai generated concept yeah like it's gonna happen any minute you know like it now <laughs> it's uh, i get those every once in a while it's like I, you know i think back to even you know the early days of learning design too i there was this long period for me because i'm not very like artistic to start with like it took me a long time to learn a set of skills to get what was in my head out um yeah because i can't draw very well i can't paint i can't sculpt like it it (laughs) ended up being largely like computer-based things that i i was good at you know over time and now we've taken that level of like everything I did in school is now like a few text lines to mid journey or chat GP or Dolly, right. Can now generate that. So a designer, Aaron and I were having this discussion the other day, like who owns not even not, not that this is important, but it's like who owns the original content there that mm. like, are you a designer now? If you, type to chat GPT or no, that's the wrong one. I keep saying if you t- type the dolly, right? Like, are you a designer? If that image comes out, something that you then have made, like you have one of us quote and then produce at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, in my opinion, I think we're at a point where you are still the designer. Like you're using a tool to generate. It's just a different way of generating imagery. I, you know, this guy who I follow, I very much would credit these images as his work because I imagine the prompts are hugely involved to get the results he's getting. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's his creative brain that's kind of spitting up this wild stuff as well. Like, yeah, I think we're sure. still at a point where, yeah, 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 I would credit. You know, obviously, it's an incredibly powerful tool, but like I would still say, yes, he's a photographer and he's a designer and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, I imagine that dynamic's going to change too as these yeah. different services start to talk to each other more natively. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely I've played on a few side projects that just for my my own fun of learning other tools and there are there's there's tools I mean it's almost like silly to talk about it's like this one video I watched last night was my favorite top ten of this deep dive into AI tools that this guy had gone down and I was like all right let's you know I'll watch this just to see like what am I missing at this point and. Almost throughout the entire video, he would talk about these tools, which were pretty interesting and like didn't blow my mind completely because of what we've already seen with AI stuff. But it it was really interesting in the sense he kept saying, you know, in two weeks, this is all going to be probably this video won't be worth crap. You know, you're going to have to look up a new video because Mm. there's already so many new tools out there. And one of his referrals of things that you should look at was just like a tool that tracks other tools that are out there, <laughs> like some AI tool tracker. But one of the things I played with was like brand generators and I, branding generators, which that one also would scare me a lot. I know that the big brands are probably not going to go, you know, go jump off to some AI tool instead of paying somebody to do it. No, but no. but still, it's like. It, it's pretty good. And like one of his examples in this video was you type in a prompt, it generates a brand, a website, brand text, like product fake imagery, such that you can go from a text generated object or text generated prompt to his example was something that you can start to take signups for on an email so that you can test the market of your idea. Um. Bonkers. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well. Did we get another one-star review? I found one. What happened? What happened? I, s- I happen every once in a while around to our Apple Podcasts listing, kind of just check things, and somebody has given us a one-star reading there. And that's fairly new-ish, like, I'd say definitely the last couple of weeks. So, I don't know. I'm assuming it's our friend that didn't like my forklift video. (laughs) Unless we've angered one of you out there. I'm sorry if we've angered you with our poor audio quality. (laughs) Podcasting from cars and... I know. Everywhere no. else. I think we both put in the car. Hey, I don't know. Well, that's fun. Mostly Can we do just... anything about that? Nah, probably not. I don't know. Nah. It, you know, it's not um, like the one side of it. It's like maybe someday this turns into something that's a lot more popular suddenly. Like we say something that's controversial, <laughs> I guess. You know? Groundbreaking, just, yeah. But one day, one of these samples will go viral. I'm sure. Yes, the, play us out. 
<laughs> the uh, you know the benefit of the podcast thing it's like i guess if somebody's browsing for things to look at and they see a bunch of bad reviews yes. bad ratings but who's who does that who goes and browses the podcast like do you ever just go oh, i'll look for some more podcasts i want to listen to on like a podcast directory because I, I don't think i've ever done that before i do that oh, okay maybe when it's just me. desperate i was completely like run out of all my favorites Less so these days because I have less time for podcasts. But right, when I yeah. used to like be working six days a week and was still on a sander at like midnight on Saturday night, and I'd run out of Reply All, I'd be like, "I'm desperate, quick!" I forgot what about I Reply All. To. Huh. Yeah, back when it was good. Back when it was good. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, if you all would like to help in any minor way, you can go rate the podcast. Preferably right. well. Can, <laughs> it's always in the podcast description. <laughs> up from 4.3, back closer to where it was at 5. <laughs> Please and thank you. Unless you hate the podcast, in which case, stop listening. Do not rate. <laughs> Go and listen to Reply All. Goodbye. Yep. Cool. Well. Anything? Well, 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 well. Before we play ourselves out with a cacophony of samples. The music we make is just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Do you have this? <laughs> Do you recognize oh, that? That's, big, that's creepy. Nah. It sounds like Scooby Doo to me. It's like this <laughs> stupid kids show. Uh, old classic. Put that coffee down. Too many. Bring too back many. The classics. Come mm-hmm. here. Yeah, like, that's it. See you next week. See you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Yes. I also, I have this ready right. to go. It's time for things we love. <laughs> Oh god! What is that squeal sample? It's like, it's like some anime thing I found on a soundboard. It just says yeah, okay. wow. Yeah.